Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we are continuing our King Killer Chronicle adventures, and because we've got no announcements to make, let's get right to the show. There is this ghostly moaning that is just Fuck Fuck I fucking hate this. Fuck <laughs> oh, I fucking told you. That does sound pretty good. What happens to Amara and Garlic? Cause like if if I have like if if I get to pick like what my perfect thing is, it might be different depending on what's happened to them. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, did either of you spend? Uh, oh, I'm to... spending. Okay, I'm cool. spending. So yeah, oh. both both spending, you, you you see like these forks kind of waggle a little <gasps> bit. Um, and I don't know, I, I would like to check in with Amara and Garlic. How much were you buying into this ghost thing? 100%. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Wow. And also though, although... Um, in order, so when I use my finesse, mm-hmm. I want to like kind of grab garlic and jump aside. So we're both like lying there together. Yes. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, that is perfect. I like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I think then what happens in my head when I, I picture this scene is the forks start wiggling a little bit which I think makes garlic want to lean in closer to kind oh, yeah. of study what might be going on. And Amara springs into action and tackles them, uh, pulling both of them out of the way of these forks that kind of like fly up and towards the wall and like stick into one of these landscape portraits uh, that the mayor has collected. Are they going in the same direction? Yes, they are. That is something that, like, you can definitely notice because you, the player, figured that out. Okay. Um, in, in that case, uh, my perfect thing will be sort of a mirroring of that, except I have saved the chicken. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why the feathers are everywhere, because you violently whipped the chicken out of the way. <laughs> Don't worry, I hid the mayor with my hot body. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Terrence has has kind of like like you, you covered the mare in your way, you know, in whatever and, way to Terrence covered me. Yes, and then Terrence like bodily moves into you, kind of terrified. Where did this voice come from? Yeah, where did this voice? Is this like nebulous everywhere voice, or is it from outside? It kind of felt like it filled the room. It it was odd. You know, you know what it sounds like when a person's voice is speaking to you in the room, but it almost sounded like this was a voice that came underwater. It was garbled, muffled, and imperfect. Uh, James, can I do something? Yes, absolutely. Can I grab the glass flower and smash it? Yes, you can. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, uh, I will offer you a choice. You can either make a cleverness spend uh, to learn an important piece of information, or you can just try and smash it uh, with another skill. Like, like what, what, what stat do you picture you smashing it with? Uh, if I spend a stat that goes to zero, what happens? You just aren't going to be telling any more of the story with that stat until like we do okay, something. Okay, then I'm just going to spend prowess. Okay, cool. So you spend from prowess. Take this thing and smash it. I'm going to say against this mantle and this mantle is fairly nice. It is made of marble. Like it, it, it's beautiful. It's it's a little bit old fashioned, but looks great. You smash it against this marble mantle and the marble cracks like and breaks. So I think we got a moment where Chet kind of furrows his brow, looks at it, and smashes it into the wall, and like a hole appears in the wall. Whoa. So like you're you're looking at this thing and you spent the prowess, though I do think you destroy it, but I wanna know how do you destroy it? If it's that hard. Mm-hmm. Huh, what do you do with something that's that hard? Uh, he throws it on the mantelpiece. The mantelpiece breaks. Throws it at the wall. The wall breaks. Then Chet's like, well, fuck. <laughs> then he sticks his whole hand in the fire. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you, you stick it in the fire, um, and it takes a while for this thing to heat up. But but I'll say it does heat up uh, to the point eventually where it's uncomfortable to hold. And the mayor is kind of watching, like, the mayor, when you smashed the mantle, is like, oh! And then, like, it got progressively worse when you smashed the wall and went back to, back to like, catatonic uh, when you're sticking it in the fire. Like, oh, it's, it's in the fire now. Cool. Cool. Um... So yeah, now now it is heated up. Uh, are you just hoping that it explodes in the fire? No. Is there any like weapons in the? There's a fire poker. That I'm gonna stab with a fire poker. Yeah. Fucking die. It, it heats. It, it heats up and yeah, with with your muscular jock energy, <laughs> you strike it and. You know, we've got Terrence there. Terrence kicks at it after you've struck it, and it explodes until, like, there's nothing left except for that little brass pillar, which is now heating up in the fire, and the glass is everywhere. No one here is an artificer, but Garlic has a little bit of knowledge uh, for everything. So, Garlic, I'll offer you either, either a spend or a flip. You could easily spend your way through this to, to know what's going on, or we could flip and maybe give you some inaccurate information if you mess up. Uh, I want to know, though. That's, that's I need to know. That's garlic. They must know. Mm-hmm. I'll spend. Spend. Seeing the way that it breaks, you notice something that eluded you before because it's not something you really considered. This is made out of twice-tough glass. Which seems weird and unnecessary for, like, a, uh, you know, glass decoration. Especially one that you distributed out to the whole town. 
and can I, I, I don't know if, if B has read the book or remembers the particular fact there, but I just remembered something about Twice the Glass. I don't. Um, like what goes into its construction? Yeah, fill us in. It's actually, it has metal in it. You know, like you can have lead crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, but also metal. Gives it weird refractory properties, but also makes it unnaturally strong. And yeah, you you can spot that easily in the way that it broke because it simply didn't break in the way that you would expect glass to break. I I, I don't know if anybody else pictured this, but like when uh, we they, we talked about both smashing the twice tough glass to uh, get the water all over him, I imagined it shattering in the way auto glass did would because otherwise I feel like wouldn't you have been eviscerated by like. <laughs> flying glass shards under all that pressure of water. So I was like, oh, it's got to be auto glass. So that's been the canon in my head. I have no idea how accurate that is. But yeah, like whatever way is the way twice tough glass shatters, it is distinctive. And as soon as garlic sees it, they know, oh, that's what that was. Did the voice stop after it broke? Yes. Perfect. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Would my clue. (laughs) Would I have known or heard of uses for something like this in my um, schooling, I'm trying in my inv- crazy inventor lady brain. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, because like I've been thinking of twice tough glass as a artificing thing, but I don't, I don't know if it's an alchemy thing. Actually, I would say that is straddling the line pretty, pretty firmly. Okay, okay, yeah. So then I yeah, think, so absolutely, yeah. Also, I'm used to thinking outside the box, right? So I might take weird things and put them together. So maybe I can like reverse engineer whatever that is. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I think you have made twice tough glass before for like a literal glass slipper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's like the thing that you learned in in alchemy that like this is the one practical thing that I learned in this whole stupid profession is to be able to make this because now my outfits look great. You can see my pedicure. Okay. <laughs> it's a twice tough class pedicure. So it was a speaker. I'll say it spoke through the whole room, and I would. Like to request that everyone leave and oh, be away. Got, I've got my eye on you. You're, who was that? Whose voice was that? What is really going on? The ghost. That's no ghost. That's no ghost. Wait, uh, it's not? No, you're right. I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll do like quick, quick huddle, quick huddle. I'm sorry, little man. We're going to have a huddle over here. Don't you go away because I love you. He tries to go towards the huddle and Terrence will like step in his way. and just like, <laughs> no, this is not happening for you. <laughs> I'll say. Such a big horse. If those things are connected everywhere, the Lord, like he died in your bedroom, right? He was born there and he died there. That's what he said. Yeah, and so yeah. if these are everywhere, like is maybe his ghost talking through all – because like where you die is the thing, right? So if the ghost – I don't ghost, think it's a ghost. I think somebody's pretending. I heard the ghost. <laughs> like I, I come out of the huddle saying that. Like I forget that we're huddling. And I'm like, but I heard a ghost. Folly. 
You're violating Huddle. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I heard we're, a ghost. We're away from no, the it's ghost theory. Super I, I think like, somebody's what? using the the those that glass as a way to communicate to all of the houses. <gasps> what if he never died? That's a thing. <laughs> What if he's still alive and he's hiding in the sewers like a ninja turtle and then coming up and causing a ruckus with his magic? What's a ninja? Oh. I'm from outer space and time. <laughs> okay, don't put turtles in the sewers, though, please. But, no, I think... I think somebody's trying to make these people scared. Yeah. Yeah, the, the ghost. Bye. I think... Bye. you don't understand. It's a person pretending to be a ghost. Yeah. That's more what? logical. More if logic. Molly believes in the afterlife, that is fine. We should let him. At what point okay. did the, the haunting voice become less evidence for you than previous? <laughs> like, like before we were all on Team Ghost and then things moved and there was a terrible ghost voice and now you're like, no ghost? Chet destroyed everything. And, yeah, uh, did. That was science, though. That was yeah, science. Yeah, that was science. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but all I'm saying is that there's the ghost using there these is things no to ghost. communicate. What? Maybe the ghost was anger. The okay, fe- well, how about this? Let's feel. Okay, uh, we can all be. In that. We can all be right. You say that this person is still alive, but I also want to be right. So, what if if they're alive, then they still have a ghost in them. It just hasn't got out by itself. <laughs> Hey, Volley. Well, that's that's interesting. Does that mean we all have ghosts inside of us? I think we're all haunted. I think the real ghost was with us all along. (laughs) It was was you, Terrence. (laughs) This is absolutely the thought that comes out of, like, four glasses of wine, Volley. (laughs) Okay, Volley, what did we learn in metallurgy? What makes metal move? I mean, some metal is magnets. There you go. We've got magnets. We have people talking through glass. I, I have a question uh, to Pat, actually, now now that people are putting this together. How common is knowledge of magnets in the world? Uh, in the university. How do they work? In, in the university, very, very common. Okay. Like okay. Year, did you learn that as a 10-year-old in, like, elementary school? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. The, the impression that I had got from uh, the, the books is, like, he both had never seen a magnetic stone until like the tinker gave him one. So oh, that's true. I was, I was just like interested in how common is that? I think what it was is uh, like, he had never seen a loden stone before, which is like an, a, an iron meteorite. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that is also magnetized. Mm-hmm. And he does like I thinking back, I like I want to look at that section. I would be a little embarrassed if if Quoth was like, ooh, a magnet. Because I'm like, wait, they've got way better technology than that. He he didn't uh, like the impression that I got was not that he was like, what miraculous devilry is this? It was more that like magnets are not common to the point where I have never got the chance to just play with a magnet. I think it might be because I, I know in, in the book what it was is for one, like this is actually a naturally occurring magnet as mm. opposed to a constructed one. Gotcha. And I think the other thing that he was interested in is the Dracus scale would actually jump pulled to, to that's what he was playing with is like not so much. Oh, there's a magnet, but wow, this this animal, this piece of an animal is attracted to it. But again, I can't, I, it's been a while since I've looked at that. Hey, uh, I just want all the King Killer listeners to know that uh, <laughs> I solved the magnet mystery. So, 
If that hey, was eating away hit. at you. And that's the real point of this story. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, uh, we, we, we can, we can jump back in. Amara is like trying to walk her drunk friend through the logic chain uh, that has led her to this conclusion. So you're saying that he died and his spirit was trapped in the magnet. Oh, sure. Okay, you know closer. what? I'm going to say, sure. You know, so but it, so his spirit would be in the magnet in his room because that's where he died. Garlic, I can't. <laughs> uh, garlic is wide eyed and just like shook. That I mean, like they've had conversations with Volley, but like Volley normally follows like a general flow of logic and just the <laughs> words coming out of Volley's mouth. Garlic is a similar expression to Amara's. <laughs> Are you? No, 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 no. Uh, Stop it. This is amazing. Maybe you should sit down, Volley. Uh, Watch out for ghosts. Well, okay. Okay, here's the other thing. And I'm assuming we're all still in the huddle. Like, we've been there for maybe 20 minutes now. Um, And, like, if nothing else, like, okay, so if the ghost isn't here. No. Then the, okay. Or the person a live man, yes. Well, I would like to posit that they are a pre-haunting ghost. Okay, sure. <laughs> Got to move yeah. right on past that one. Yep. To the the meat of the matter. Mm-hmm. That they're somewhere else, right? Yeah. So maybe- or using it's like using one to use all of them from any place. Oh, the entity. <laughs> okay. It's a man, for sure. Stand closer. Uh because in the other room, there was a bunch of stuff stuck into the wall. It was it was this wall. And all – and like which wall was the forks in? Uh, the forks would be uh, facing the same direction uh-huh. that uh, the cutlery in the kitchen would have. So I go, though everything in the kitchen was pointed – is that pointing the way to the entity? Perhaps. I think you're doing better. I would give that a passing grade. I, one of us had to get this mayor drunk. Garlic is being so mean to you. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You deserve it. You deserve this treatment. (laughs) So how do we find them? Do we go towards where that is? I mean, y'all can do whatever you want. I'm going to be collecting all these nice bulls and break them in a big fire. (laughs) (laughs) You and Terrence, that's your duty? Yeah, because I'm not dealing with any ghosts or men. Uh I hate both those things. That's two votes. If if they, Chet thinks it's a ghost too because they're spooked of the ghost. Amara, what do we do with Folly? I'll come along. I'm fine. Hunt for a guy or a ghost. It's all cool to me. Or Ninja Turtle. <laughs> okay, Garlic. Okay. So I like to think that me and Chet have been passing back and forth <laughs> this bottle of wine. So I'm having a great time. Yeah. All right. So we've established that it, it is an entity, but what what size of bowl or crystal or whatever could could connect everything in each one of these houses? I mean, that's just basic dowsing. I'll get a little pull of thread out of this like tattered clothes that I'm now wearing. And then I'll take a piece of the crystal and I'll hang it and I'll be like, and 
and there. And it's not, it, it doesn't like make circles or anything like people that douse, but it'll tug in the direction of something. I'll try it that way, and then I'll try it with a fork to get a direction. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, so oh. I, I there's a question that I have for you, Pat, uh, based on how this dowsing works. Is it like materials are attracting to one another? It would be like to like. So, like, that's, I'm, again, I'm kind of doing this drunk logic style. I'm like, this will take us to the master rose. Yeah. Uh, or the ghost talking the the, go, the 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 main talker <laughs> okay yeah so i i think kind of we, we can realize that embarrassingly when you do it with the iron fork uh it points towards the other iron forks which happen to be right in the room <laughs> yes but a useful thing that you'll get out of this is if you do it with a piece of glass you will know what other homes in this community have these glass bulb devices okay so if I'm willing to concede for the saint of argument. The saint of argument is delightful. The saint of argument. <laughs> Christmas. I'm method. I'm, I'm method drunk right now, everyone. <laughs> you guys think that it's just he pretended to be dead? Yeah. But if that's the case, he'll be up at the manor, right? So let's go to the manor. Oh, look at you. Using brains. Yeah. Well, I already said go to the manor. I was just, you know. It's so mean. I love it so much. <laughs> The garlic is definitely getting spicy. <laughs> I like to you think You know that- what it's like to have to deal with the drunk person and it's like and you're not drunk mm. enough. <laughs> yeah. Garlic's feeling them vibes. Which garlic is so smart. That must be how they feel all the all time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really only Chet that catches on to like the passive aggressiveness. <laughs> Chet has high emotional intelligence, but no real ability to do anything about it. It's just like, I read everything. It's great. Goodbye. <laughs> so we're going to go back to the manor, and then we're going to use we're gonna use the dowsing string crystal thing. We'll grab some glass off the ground. And then we're going to find out where the main rose crystal thing is. Yeah, man. All right. What do we do with him? Oh, I'll straighten up. <clears throat> I've got I've got this one. Oh, no. <laughs> so Lord, sorry. <laughs> Lord, Lord. I, I try three no. different times to find my, my old accent. Oh, my God. Absolutely not now. Lord, Lord. Mm. Garlic hands you some water. We would uh, thank you. And like in this ruined room, like full of still floating chicken feathers and the table's been flipped over and there's ink everywhere. And I'm smeared with like blood <laughs> and mud, you know, like and I. I straighten, straighten my shirt and I fluff up my ruff a little bit and I say, thank you for a wonderful dinner. I certainly will speak very well of this to my finest of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then I... <laughs> Zombie-like. Because, you know, it, when you are a person like him who, who is trained to entertain nobility and has worked <laughs> their whole life to be good at it, you do something to change the core of yourself, the, the person you are beneath 
all of the layers. What you fall back on when uh, most people are forced to fall back to their most natural instincts. When you strip away all of the like high-functioning front lobe thinking <laughs> that is Freder- Frederico Garbosi, the only thing that's left is being accommodating. So he walks everyone to the door and like kind of again hazily bids everyone good night because he is just in shock and terror from all of his greatest fears kind of being realized as these rambunctious university students have come into the town and provoked the ghost that has been slowly destroying his life for years <laughs> upon years and he'll wave to you as you go out into the darkness and wait a second wait a second Little man, we're going to save your town. Can I kiss you on the forehead? He'll just nod slowly. <laughs> All right. Ah. All right. See you later. See you when we want. Bye. And, and he'll like wave to you as, as, as you're saying goodbye and he'll close the door to his home. And that causes enough of an instability to shift that no. a, another room of his house just like loses support <laughs> and falls down. Uh, so yeah we'll we'll move away from that sad sack um Hey Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, I want to remind everyone that the series immediately after this is going to be Jay Dragon's Sleep Away. And Jay currently has a Kickstarter up and running for Wander Home, their pastoral fantasy RPG. I can assure you that both Sleep Away and Wander Home are both very good games, and our recording of Sleep Away is incredible. So be sure to hang around after the King Killer episodes for Sleepaway. And if you're looking for a new fantasy RPG, check out Wander Home on Kickstarter now. Before we take you back to the world of Temerant, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Lizzie Donahue, thank you so much. Kevin Vaca, thank you. Hannah Troxel, thank you so much. Niam Fury, thank you very much. Thomas Bray, thank you. Sam... Okay, it looks like Patreon has put some weird symbols where your last name should be. So I'm going to use the last name and the email address, and that is Hoening. Uh, So Sam Hoening, thank you very much. And I apologize if that is not the name you wanted me to read. The last name just appears there were some real problems (laughs) with Patreon. Thank you very much for your support, though. Teve, thank you very much. Fiona, thank you. Tim Gould. Thank you so much. Vane Tazetta, thank you so much. R, thank you. And Marina Middleton, thank you very much. Thanks again to everyone for their support. We would not be able to produce series like this without your help. And with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. And uh, so there were two ideas that were thrown out there, and I I just have the question. It did seem like the majority of you were were going to investigate the manor. Liz, you had mentioned the idea of smashing up all those bulbs around town. 
Um, eh, but that'll split the party. And this, that will split the party. Uh, but you could also do it. I am prepared for any situation. No, it's fine. I'll smash things later. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so then you get up to the manor house and the scene that you are confronted with is a bunch of the sailors that were inside the house, like kind of partying around. You see them, first of all, they are all dressed up super fancy in whatever <laughs> clothes they found in that house. Oh. Um, but their like fancy party has been disrupted because they are surrounded by townsfolk who have like pitchforks and torches who are ready to completely mess up this manor. And so you can see Captain Spectre who is in this fabulous poofy whalebone dress just like <laughs> waving a waving one of the stuffed animals at them so like this this badger that has been arranged to, not not a badger i'm going to say this one is uh, a platypus one of the least threatening animals which hey i've just made the decision that platypi still exist in the world of temerant is waving this perfect king killers stuffed thing that that has been arranged in an overly threatening posture so it has its like front paws up with its little poisonous barbs out and its uh beak open in a threatening way he's just waving that at the crowd don't you come one step closer to this place or i'll thump you good thump you good i say all of these people you know we're gonna come up and finally deal with this problem that has been looming over their community for years and years and years but they are being confronted by more of a fight than they thought they were gonna get so that is the scene that you have happened upon what do you do let's call through the back yeah let's just let's just set uh, let's just ignore let's this just go around it just let's go. go. Let's ignore the fort. We're, we're, we're gonna go around the back. Okay. No. Volley. No. Volley. 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 Get over here. Okay. Volley. Volley. Okay. Five. Okay. Five words. They will burn the house down. <laughs> that was six. That was six volley. Like if we're inside the and they we can sneak in and then they catch the house on fire. They you saw those torches, right? Mm-hmm. Also, Amara, fucking. They're the peasantry. Talk to the peasantry. <laughs> it's the sailors have it under wraps. Like they have this handled. And yeah. also, if that captain gets killed by the peasantry, that would be really great for me. I do not like him. Amara, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that I'll say is, you know, you're kind of dealing with a lot right now <laughs> on all sorts of fronts. Like you haven't had any time to study. You did have a fun bit of this evening decorating a chicken. But if you took up a family frenemy on an offer to stay in their estate and that estate is burnt down uh, by the peasantry while you were staying there, that might be a bit of a social faux pas. Oh boy. Again, you are the social expert and not me, but. As my conscience I I shall listen to you. Oh, okay, well, I'll meet you guys inside. I'm going to go and talk to these people. But that should buy you some time. I don't no, know. If you go, we all have That's to okay. go. We, we got your back in case they get pitchforky. We're going to be here with you. They're don't all going to want to talk. 
for a long time. They're going to want to be heard. Just, no, you don't listen to, to them. I've heard you. I remember when we were out drinking. And do you remember? Because you had had a couple. We were out drinking. And those folks, they said a couple of things. I was drinking too. I don't remember all the details. But you, you stood up and you told everyone to go back inside. And anyone that raised a hand in anger was baseborn. And you said a bunch of stuff, but it was like, it was like a king on stage. Just tell him. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, here we've got a little left in this bottle. I kind of like shake it around and I'm like, have a drink of this and tell them all to go home and, and that you, you've got it under control. Okay. Amara, you don't need to drink that. Um, no, you don't. You, none, none of y'all have dinner. I gotta start teaching you to have meals before you drink. You're gonna do a real bad job. <laughs> they had the soup course, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything else was Wally, on the floor. You can keep that. That's fine. Okay. Okay, garlic. You think I should do it, Chet? I I think so. Let me here. I was reading that, and garlic's gonna reach out and grab both of your hands. <gasps> I know ghosts aren't real, but apparently you can communicate better when you hold hands. And I'm just going to communicate to you that this, you are going to be amazing. Ah, I'm, I'm frozen. Oh, squeeze. <laughs> I'm, I'm now frozen. I'm like, ah, they're touching me. They believe in me. Yeah. And you know what? This is probably one of the first times anyone has really said anything like this to you. Because you don't have a very supportive family. Like, that's something that's been deeply established. (laughs) And it seems like most of the people in your social circle are like snakes in the grass you know everybody like it's kind of a standoff the whole time everybody's got their knives out pointed at each other and maybe that's part of what the attraction to garlic is is they are always kind of genuine with you and now you see that genuineness that is an unabashed expression of confidence in you and your abilities okay storyteller how about this Ah, yes, the storyteller. <laughs> James, I need you to shut up. look at a new and terrible personality. And, oh, yeah, please, please go ahead. <laughs> I would like to double whammy. So I would like to use my cultured and studied and my do you know who I think I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me pull up your sheet here. I would like to approach with like the air of nobility and also I I want to make a speech that establishes that these people have not had a lot of tourism in a while. And, you know, with or without us, uh, there's going to be a haunting. So at least allow us the ability to, you know, give their town some money and point out to one person like you, you're obviously the tavern keeper. Let us spend a couple days in your establishment and make us the, the, that fish dish that you are so famous for. And you, you are the boating tourist person. Show us what your best boat looks like, you know, and kind of like rally them and encourage them to remember their, their town 
more than oh, this like, uh, ghost. Like this isn't this isn't the town that we heard of. This isn't the town that you want us to see. Yeah, you can I, deal I, with this situation after we leave. But at least you know once give us this experience. You can take out the ghost after we leave. We'll have more people come and, uh, you know, we'll tell all of our friends how new and modern this place is. And so by the time they get rid of the ghosts, new people will show up and they'll have money in their pockets again. Especially, yeah. And you definitely, like, you have, uh, I I think, at least two drabs in charm and you have the drab in reputation. So using these both at the same time makes sense, which, which means like you do have a bit of that inspirational air to the speech, but also there's a bit of an edge to it. Cause to me, like, especially with the, do you know who I think I am? That, that ability uh, being like uh, you can act as though your name carries more weight than it technically does. To me, that is the epitome of being like, I am a a famous reviewer on Yelp and I will <laughs> bury your little community with a stroke of my quill. Do you understand that? Like, yeah, I I, I think you like th- these people have been like kind of pushed back by these salty riverboat folk who are dressed in fancy clothes and then storming out of nowhere is this lovely vision who is dressed, you know, with her opera gloves and perhaps uh, a a little bit of ink there, but not (laughs) enough to spoil spoil the effect. Just the way Amara holds her spine carries more dignity than each of the town could muster if they were to pour all of theirs into a single bucket together. (laughs) And they are mollified by this. Like, they kind of take a big step back and the air is full of heavy silence and you use that silence perfectly kind of cracking yourself almost like a whip you turn your back to the crowd and strode right into the mansion i love that take it's it's never a persuasion thing i would do but i love i love that listen you can burn this house down whenever you want but not on my vacation (laughs) right now do what you want later. <laughs> I've paid my money. <laughs> How dare you just, yes, kill and skewer each other, but I am staying here tonight. What were you thinking? <laughs> you can host your battle wherever you like, but it is my birthday. <laughs> I will not ruin it. I, I will not and I go into the house and I turn the corner and I just kind of like swivel and put my back to the wall. You know, not a glass one, but, you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, ah, oh, ooh, that was hard. Oh, that was really complicated. And I'm just waiting for my friends to come. Suck it. <laughs> suck it. And Get suck out of here and suck it. <laughs> Amar, that was awesome. That was really good. Really cool. I'm going to throw up now. The, the spin. Oh, oh good. Uh, that was really stressful. That's great. Get it out now, because you're going to be throwing up later anyway. All right. <laughs> Where's Volley? Uh, I, I I come into. Is the butler there? You can look around for him because he's the person I'm nervous about seeing because I stole clothes out of here, and so I do scan the room for him. Is he there? Not that you have seen. Okay. 
then I'm then I'm more relaxed again. And I, I pretend like these are my regular clothes. And I strike a very relaxed air in front of a full body length portrait <laughs> of him wearing this exact outfit. God. And I tell off the sailors for stealing all of the clothes. And I'm like, we invited you into this house, the house of Amara's close personal friend, the Duchess Samista, and this is how you repay their hospitality? Look at their their, the, these are expensive clothes and you've ruined them and I'm standing in front of the portrait and I have obviously done the same thing. And Chet is so. still wearing the yeah. dress. <laughs> Chet's wearing the dress. Yeah. Everybody looks great. <laughs> well, probably uh, more worrisome than that is the fact that Terrence is also wearing clothes uh, from the house. <laughs> But the, I, I think they all look appropriately sheepish uh, and embarrassed. There were people that like, oh, we were going to burn this house down. And everyone's like, oh, we took Aww. advantage of these nice rich people to have a <laughs> fancy rich people party where we were all pretending to be rich together. And that's not appropriate. Uh, so like. That, that does look really fun. <laughs> I I probably, if it actually has an effect on them, about halfway through, I really start to lose steam and feel bad that I've made them feel bad because now I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> um. <laughs> but I'm like, just this once, and you put all the clothes back where you found them, and you don't drink more than, and I look at Amara, and I'm like, half. Yeah, yeah half. Three, three. No more than half of the wine cellar. Uh, they, they, they like kind of all look, look excitedly at each other at the thought that like maybe they can continue the, their fancy party and they kind of skitter off to the ballroom to do whatever weird thing that they were doing <laughs> earlier, uh, which leaves you in this mansion that is no longer currently being threatened by fire. But yes, you, you are in the mansion alone once more. And it is night now, which means this mansion looks 10,000 times eerier as all of the lights are red lights. Who does that? Boy, this sucks. <laughs> I can't really see. Well, what are you guys worried about if there's no ghost? Molly, I swear to God. <laughs> It's one thing to be a skeptic. It's another, one, another thing to have an attitude. And you have an attitude right now. And I need you to fix it. Yeah. Yes, Chet. That's, Thank you. That's very fair. Because it sucks here. <laughs> it's so spooky. All right. Do your thing. Fun, fun, fun thing. Oh, right. Uh, I mean, I, and, and I, I, I pretty much I hang up the, the, the dowsing string. But then I just, I go right up the stairs into the master bedroom. I don't even bother doing it because I'm just sure. I go, mm, and I just walk <laughs> right up into the master bedroom expecting to see the ghost there. Yeah. Is the ghost there? Uh, so, no, but you do open the door and the master bedroom where I, I, we're assuming that this is the, the I'm assuming this is the Vargas Semista room that, yeah. that Satine was, uh, was staying in. You open the door and the sympathy lamp that, that lights this room at night is already on and you can see on the bed, like kind, kind of pinned down under some debris is the butler who 
looks very worse for wear. It looks like uh, one of the big like sailing displays on the wall. I'm going to say like hmm, what what sailing device would this be? Uh, uh, per- perhaps it is a, a rack that is displaying like different oars or something uh-huh. um, to different ships has, has like fallen over and he is pinned beneath them. I, so I, I store him in. I'm like, just dumbfounded. I stand there. I did not expect this. Take his mask off. <laughs> take his mask off. I don't know. I mean, I'll take his mask off. <laughs> but you're in here first. He's in the bed. Well, actually, if if he's pinned and obvious, I, I will, I will like no fun, and I would go and and try to help him if somebody's just obviously pinned and hurt. Yeah, I mean, he, he's like underneath this this heavy thing, um, and he fell backwards onto the bed, which means he doesn't have a head wound or anything. Uh, but it does mean he was not able to get up. So, like when you open the door, he's like groaning, "Oh, oh, dear." I'll try to lift the the thing off of him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's hard. You you you've got enough prowess generally that that you're able to lift it off. Uh, maybe it it hit it might hitch a little bit because you you've got this injury, but you can get him get it off of him without too much trouble. I'll say. Yeah, I don't think we need to. I'll I'll, I'll spend my last point of will to ignore my injury. Uh, no, I don't think that's necessary. I, I really, I really don't think it's it's a big plot point because, like, if you failed at this, like somebody else would just jump in. Uh, one of the fun things about me as a game master is I uh, spend a lot of time thinking about when it is appropriate to even ask for a roll. So yeah, yeah. Volley is able to to lift this off of him because it is not a life or death situation. Oh, forgive me. I did not mean to invade your rooms. I heard strange noises, and when I walked into the room, the display of of, of Mr. Vargas's oars uh, uh, came down upon me and pinned me to the bedding. I will make it up immediately, but I must recommend that you young folk leave this place immediately. It is simply not safe. Uh, Whatever spirits uh, reside in these walls have clearly been roused. Chet lifts him up by the shirt collar. (laughs) (laughs) Can I make an investigation check to see if he is being disguised? (laughs) 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 Who is Charles Zombie Rambles? Yeah, because this isn't even a investigation check, right? Because you're just going to pull on this poor man's face. Yes, yes I am. (laughs) So you you pull on his cheek, and like I said, he's got strange proportions. I think his cheek stretches out farther than maybe a cheek should. Uh, But he's not wearing a mask. He's just got a bizarre face. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Uh, you will understand my assumption that you were another man with a mask on. <laughs> I am going to pretend that that was fine. <laughs> um, but uh, Lady Amara, uh, 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 I, I must insist that 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 that, that you heed. Uh, Stop lying uh, to us. Okay, so you're making. A social play here. What are you going to do? I'm going to say that firmly in front of his face. But I want to have a look on my face of the jig is up. 
we know there's something here. And of course, Volley's got that crystal on a string, right? Still? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, So if you're going to do that, I'm going to say this is a charm check. Uh, You're going to need to do a full check for it, meaning flipping three coins. But I don't think I'm going to reveal the difficulty on this one. Okay. That was heads, tails, tails. Okay. Are you going to try and succeed? Yes. Okay. So you, you look at him and say, stop lying to us. He looks around nervously and goes, okay, fine. I have been trying to conceal this problem and, and, and deal with it on my own. And I, I felt I was doing my best, but if you must... In the basement of this place, uh, that is where Mr. Semister, Mr. Vargas Semister, insisted he be laid to rest permanently. The display of ashes that we have here are merely a, a portion of his corporeal form. The, the rest has been buried uh, underneath in the basement in his workshop where... He, he worked on what he hoped would be the, the winning design for a new type of sailing ship. Uh, if you wish to confront him, you may do that there. Lead the way. Actually, quick, before I look at the rack of, of oars and whatever that tipped, mm-hmm. did they jostle loose because there is a secret door to a passage? <laughs> Really want that secret door, Volley? Absolutely want that secret door. <laughs> At least this is what Volley thinks. Yes. Uh, Volley is, is there a secret on the lookout for a secret door? <laughs> and I love that. Uh, I am going to say that uh, because you're you're looking for it, I don't think you see it here. Okay. That was my you know, as I was sitting there and she was intimidating him. That's what Volley was checking. But if it's if it's not there, it's not there. I, I like it that Volley is feeling around the wall while this is happening. <laughs> it also struck me that like if she's like lead the way, and I'd be like, "Hey, secret door." But if if it's not, then uh, then let's Just follow. Just like him. drunk Volley, <laughs> groping the wall, and Rose's like, "Volley, come on, we're going this way." Oh, okay, thanks. Sorry. So you can see the level of discomfort on Ramblesworth, like increase quite a bit as he he nods and, and grabs a sympathy lamp and flicks it on to lead you out of the master bedroom. I'm going to take the rest of those ashes just because. <laughs> Are you? T- Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> Love it. He, he leads you down the grand staircase and to the, the side of that staircase where, you know, embedded in the wall, not a secret door, but a servant's door, which is like, kind of half close to a secret door that that opens up to a kind of cramped spiral staircase that that leads down and he slowly descends the stairs trying to watch out in front of him you you can all hear the stairs creaking and the house creaking really this place has not been super well maintained, especially here in an area where people aren't likely to look. It feels unsteady and really struggles under your weight as, as you're led down this, this dark corridor to the 
foundation of this estate. He swings his lamp around and you can see down here there is like a bit of a workshop. This is almost kind of a garage construction. Uh, whatever gets built here could be let out of these large sliding, almost barn doors that would be dragged away by carriages and, and presumably down to the lake. In here, you can see frames for different ships. There is a wall that has a bunch of bottles with ships built inside them, and each of them is kind of named on a plaque. And some have like little cups next to them, like pictures of cups, you know, giving you the impression that these were designs that had won races in, in years past. And I think th there is like, again, the profile of uh, Vargas Samista that is, is branded to the side of these. These were the years that, that he was able to uh, win this cup for his family. This is... Vargas Samista's workshop. I try not to come here. There are too many memories and also a vengeful ghost. Man, I'm going to be so mad at Volley's right. I'm going to be so fucking pissed off. <laughs> Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more from the King Killer Chronicle. In the meantime, be sure to check out one of the other great shows on the One Shot Network. Like The Broadswords. The Broadswords is an all-women D&D podcast focused on drama, roleplay, and subverting stereotypes. Join the broads as they unravel the mysteries of the snowy Rashomon, a land ruled by witches steeped in superstition. Berserkers reign, and spirits roam the frozen wastes. Yulares, Kila, and Maypree all have their own reasons for journeying north, but soon they discover they have something in common. They are pawns in a divine plot. You can find the Broadswords on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and heroes, I want to remind everyone to make sure you're registered to vote. Even if you registered last year, a few states tend to purge voter rolls. And if your state isn't one of them, it's still not worth taking the chance, especially with this election. Most states allow you to check if you registered online. And many states this year are doing vote by mail or absentee voting. If you're going to go with those options, make sure you vote early. And if you're willing to take action in a monetary way, you can support the United States Postal Service. All you have to do is do something like buy some stamps. They also have a pretty rad merch shop with, like, other things that you can get. You can check out all that and more at USPS.com. And if you've already registered and you're still looking for a way to help, you can call your representatives and tell them that you support the post office. When I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you can find issue summaries for issues like this one, along with contact information for your representatives and scripts to read while you're on the phone to get your point across. So, 
Be sure you're registered to vote, support the post office monetarily if you can, and call and support them no matter what. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.